0: Hello and welcome to another very special episode of
1: Sweet Twelve Podcast. This is episode two now, it's the second in a row. That's it, that's a record for us. I don't even think we did two in a row when we did this last time. I think we took a week off no. here and there. There really? Maybe. Wow. I was looking through our archive. It didn't look. It didn't look. I know like it we got shady towards the end. I know it got really shady towards the end. Yeah, I don't think we did two in a row ever. Wow. Well, uh, I'm Brian. He's Ryan. Thanks for tuning in a second time. If if this is your second time, if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome. Welcome back to everybody else. Please we're Please don't leave. <laughs> we'll let you decide if you want to leave or not. Um, we got a good show for you today. Um, if you clicked on it, you probably saw in the title something about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to be discussing... Makes me get it just thinking about it. <laughs> we're going to be discussing the, the uh, controversial, for I guess the best word I could use to describe it, the controversial uh, Star Wars holiday special that aired, what, 30... I don't think it's controversial. I don't think there's yeah. any controversy surrounding there's it a lot of controversy. I think everybody's surprised at what a steeping pile it
0: became to be. But it was
1: controversial in the sense that they still like, you know we'll get we'll get to it. But that you know, was about what, thirty thirty five years ago, thirty six years ago? Yeah, that was a while ago. So yeah, we'll get into the we'll get into the, the 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 twelve moments. The the sweetest twelve moments of the holiday special. They're not gonna be good or bad or you know They're, we, they're memorable to they're, say they're the, the least. The most memorable. They're the ones that if you've seen it once, which we last week, if you listened, we implored you to watch it so you'd be up to date with it. If if you didn't, that's all right. You didn't miss anything. To be honest, you're probably better off not watching it. That's two hours of your life you're not getting back. Oh, it it's true. And I, I watched it again today uh, over, over lunch just to, to make sure that I had it fresh in my head for this amazing, uh, talk that we're going to have. Which can I just say how jealous I am that you get to watch a movie during your lunch hour. Well, well, to be fair, it's it's not like. It's not like I I I've just I mean I've got time, it's salary. You like, know? I can so. watch
0: a movie during my lunch hour, but it'd take me all week because I only get a certain time for Yeah, my lunch. Well, I, I get a certain time too,
1: but but you know, I'll, I'll find I'll find times to to finish up. That's why you mm-hmm. know what? You get you get an hour's worth of breaks throughout the day on a standard job, you know. That's true. Thirty minute lunch and fifteen okay. minute potty breaks. Take it your phone to the of the bathroom, put some headphones on and there you go. And just poop away. Poop away and watch some Star <laughs> Wars because I'll tell you what, that uh this thing is about as good as a pile of shit. So yeah. <laughs> Very Very nice. So so we do have a review um from somebody so thank you for that review let me just pull it up real quickly here we got
0: really excited
1: we we weren't expecting one and then we got one and actually i think we got two but i think only one is showing up um so we'll read this one this was by someone's stealing my names and they gave us five stars thank you for that they said the this podcast was informative and witty with a dose of humor thrown in uh, the holiday movie countdown was pretty accurate to my own mental list. A Disney movie countdown would be awesome for a future episode. Yeah, might have so, to do that. Thank you for the for the suggestion. We'll definitely add it to our list. I am a huge Disney movie fan myself. Brian, eh, not so much, but he does I've enjoy a few. He does enjoy a good Disney movie here and there. And I, I think they meant. I would guess they meant Disney animated movies because if we did all of Disney movies, that would It'd be, be a, impossible. It'd be a big list. It'd be impossible. We'd have to do well. Then you would have to break it down to even Disney animated and then Pixar. Uh, yeah, well, you would do Pixar and then Disney. Yeah. And then maybe the Bruckheimer films. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, all, I mean, the, any, all the Pirates anything movies. Anything that Miramax had done in the last yeah. 10 and years. And then Marvel and, and then Star Wars. Now. Yeah. You know, it, it depends. I, I think that Disney animated movies, we would count Pixar. and We would do the two lists. Pixar and then the, and yeah, D- the Disney the Studios.
0: Traditional animation movies.
1: So thank you for that review. Um, Keep them coming. We will read them uh, every week when we get new reviews in. We will read those. Um, So you want to get on to news? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good. All right, so the first news article um, is something that I read today that I was actually a big uh, fan of when I first heard about it a couple of years ago uh, when they were first introducing this concept. Um, AMC, uh, the the movie theater chain uh, here in the United States, is uh, testing out a pilot program uh, in conjunction with uh, a website called MoviePass, where they, for the last three years, have been offering... Uh, unlimited passes to movies for a set price. So I think the original price they were looking at was 30 to 35 bucks, and that would allow you to go to any movie at, at suggested theaters. Uh, it would they would print a voucher out for you, and you could go see any you know one movie a day for as much as you wanted. Um, and they were having a lot of issues with that, um, and with AMC now they're actually going to team up with MoviePass to offer an official. Uh, pilot program that's going to start out I think in Boston and Kansas City, where Colorado for,
0: I think was one of them. Was it Colorado? Not, not Colorado City but I think I, I, think, was, Denver, I think Denver Colorado. I, was, I
1: know Boston was one of them. Um anyway, so what they're going to do is for $35 for standard movies or for $45 for any movie, which would include IMAX and 3D and anything else, uh, you'll be able to go see any movie at an AMC theater anywhere in the nation, which is which is huge. It was Denver. Yeah. All right. Brian verified it was Denver. So that's good. Kudos to that. Um but I think that's just fantastic because as somebody as somebody who goes to movies a lot, um, I'm always looking for for the better deals to go see movies. And AMC right now they I mean at least here in Wisconsin they've got some pretty neat deals where I can go see a movie for you know five or six bucks during the day, and then at nighttime it's like nine or ten dollars. Right. Um, the other competing theaters here have a deal where every Tuesday all the movies are five dollars, and, and that that's really it's that, those are what they need to do. But I think this AMC pilot program with uh, kind of like a streaming service for movies is what theaters need to do to get people in. Because if, if they're going to buy this unlimited pass and go see as many movies as they want, they're going to go into the theater and the average consumer is going to spend more on concessions then because it's out of sight, out of mind for the ticket. Correct. So $35, oh, hey, I went and saw five movies this this week or this month even, and I bought popcorn every single time. Yeah. So how, how much money are they making off of, you know, a 50 cent bag of popcorn that they charge eight bucks for? Right. I mean, it's huge. And so... I think it's a good idea. I I would like to see them adopted here. It would make me go see the movies more. Yeah, th-
0: those are obviously the, the better ones for the test market with the the popular the the population. You know, that they have it makes a good uh, it makes for a good uh, test market. So hopefully it gets adopted and, and moved to all uh, nationwide to all of the yeah. theaters. I I would you know, I don't go to a ton of movies, but for that price, it'd be tough not to.
1: Yeah, they said um in the article the CEO for I think it was AMC had said that the the plan is to test it in those markets and depending on how well it's adopted they're either going to continue to test and test faster or they're just going to end up deploying it everywhere so my fingers are crossed that they're just going to end up deploying it to everywhere we, we very rarely hear get test pilots of anything yeah it
0: doesn't really work that way in the Midwest unfortunately we, we
1: they don't like they don't like the results apparently in the no. Midwest
0: we, we don't test well. You would
1: think that we would have a majority of people going to see movies. It's cold up here. It it's, is cold. Yeah, I would think it's, so. It's a very, you know... Well, and we do. Every time every time I go... Especially now that I've moved to
0: a larger city in Madison, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people going to see movies. I didn't have that problem back mm-hmm. in the suburbs. You mm-hmm. know, but now that I'm in a big city, no, yeah, it, it happens. So, But it's good. I'm, I'm excited for it. Hopefully, like Ryan said, he gets adopted faster I and mean, we can just enjoy more movies more frequently. Yay for more movies. Yeah.
1: Because we all need to see more awesome movies. Exactly, or some bad ones, because you know why you can not? see them all because it's unlimited. Yeah, that's right. Every day, something new and
0: fresh. And then you want to feel bad about paying twice to go see the same movie. Mm-hmm. That
1: that would be huge. I've done that so many yeah. times. I I saw Guardians of the Galaxy twice or three times. I've seen. I
0: saw it twice. I saw the Star Wars uh, episode three twice. I
1: I remember when I was like. What was I? I would have been thirteen. I saw Wedding Crashers twice. Ugh. When I was thirteen, I saw episode one, I think five or six times. Yeah. I mean, that was the demographic for it at the time. Exactly. I thirteen years old, yeah. I'm gonna go see that movie <laughs> six or seven times. Stupid little kid, go see this exactly. Piece movie. Anyway, uh, let's see. We got one more,
0: two, two more. more pieces of news. On second one on here is uh, Tim Burton confirms in Beetlejuice two Winona Ryder will return. Wow, Winona Ryder will see, return. Say that five times fast. Yeah. Winona Ryder, yeah, yeah. So she's coming back, which would be great because I like her yeah you know last, I, last movie i remember her being in was big daddy with adam sandler
1: but that's she wasn't in that movie yeah she was no, she, she was the girl she was not who was the girl in that one which girl his love interest um the girl who was in chasing amy um i forget her name um look it up quick I am? but it was not winona, it was you keep Win- talking i'll have I'll that winona fun. rider Oh, I... false false in your face I'm okay with um I'm okay with having the original cast in the sequel. I'm not okay with a sequel twenty years later. Exactly. I think, I think we're falling into this rut again in Hollywood where we can't think of original ideas, and so we have to relive and re. We have to. Oh, I'm thinking you
0: know, Mr. Deeds. Yes, she was think a Mr. Deeds. I'm
1: thinking stupid Mr. Deeds. My mistake, sorry. I
0: got a mediocre Either Adam way.
1: Sandler movie mixed up <laughs> with a
0: decent Adam Sandler movie.
1: Either way, the same concept applies. It, yes. Um, She was in a movie with Adam Sandler, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> poor, poor her. Poor she, I was writer. thinking you were going to say you remembered her from Reality Bites. I still only remember or I remember. Girl Interrupted. Yes. Um, but yeah, getting back to, to this, I think Tim Burton... Or Beetlejuice 1. Tim Burton knows better. He shouldn't fall into this sequel. I don't know. See
0: here's the thing. Tim Burton doesn't know any better because in the last what twenty years he hasn't come up with an original idea. Everything he's taken has been from a short story or has been a sequel or has been adapted from some other piece that has already been created and he just takes but it, he hasn't and done a, it and Burtonizes it and find it. But he hasn't out done
1: there. a second of any of them. Batman Returns. Didn't he do the first Batman too? Yeah. That's different. But that and that, was they an were aris- back that back. wasn't an original. Yeah, but that wasn't twenty five years later. That, no, that that I'll give you.
0: But I, I I think Burton has gotten too big for his britches. I
1: suppose that my theory is
0: flawed. Yeah, I suppose too. Even when you look at Nine, which I was really excited about. And he did a good job, but it wasn't an original idea. It was based off of a short story.
1: I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm I'm still not a big fan of prequels 25 la- years, years later. No, that's, that's why I haven't
0: that... gone out and seen the Dumb and Dumber sequel yet. Ugh. Ugh.
1: I'm going to see it. I'm going to. I don't know if I want to see it in theaters, though. It's a, no, comedies no like that, I won't. In comedies I like won't. that, I don't need to go see it in the theater. No. It's It's not Guardians no, of the Galaxy. It's not no Star Wars. Me. It's not
0: Spider-Man. It's not, it's not The Hobbit. It's not no, an Epic. No, it's, you don't need to go see those in the theater, in my opinion. No.
1: You want to go see it? More power to you. <laughs> that's, That's. I could do something and else. I mean, everybody's got time. different opinions of what to see in theaters. I mean, exactly. I'll, I'll go see anything, really, in theaters, mm-hmm. but comedies I often And we a... can if we get those AMC movie passes. We could. I just have a hard time with comedies because the experience is the same at home as it is in the theater. Correct. Correct. Um, Unless and, it's this. And in the theater, I don't have to listen to people laugh when it's really not that funny. <laughs> when they don't agree with my humor, I don't have to listen to them laugh. And you're then. looking at
0: them like you found that funny. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. That and, was then you not start, funny. and then you start self-analyzing yourself, like, what's I'm... wrong with me? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not
1: funny. Maybe I'm the one that has the problem. But then the, uh, but then the egotistical jackass and he's like, no, it's not me, it's them. It's they're them. all them. They're all They're all the, they're f- all the same. <laughs> exactly. It's not me. It's the movie that got
0: small. Exactly. So we'll see how that one goes. I love the first Beetlejuice. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I, I hope it's somewhere close. Again, it has Michael Keaton in it. It was the second uh, week in a row we talked about MK. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Whom, again,
1: I'm all for getting him he was back in, up on the big screen. He was in passing in both weeks. Mm-hmm. Never really you know, yeah. the the liner of the the yeah. headliner, I exactly. guess. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It was the, the featurette of Michael Keaton.
1: So the last news bit that we're going to give you today, Um, this was something that I just found kind of funny. Uh, a little bit on the cute side, because I've got kids who do this exact same thing. Uh, the Frozen director gave an interview. Uh, I think it was about a day, maybe two days ago. For those of you who haven't heard, Frozen is an animated movie put out by Pixar, Disney. Diz- not Pixar. Oh, excuse me, Disney. It was right? Disney
0: by Disney, and it's about. The- I'm sorry, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> I don't think it's landing. And everybody probably knows. What Frozen everybody is. knows about Frozen, and
1: if you don't, look it up. Um, but the director Jennifer Lee actually came out and apologized. <laughs> uh, I think she probably did it. Is a humorous mm-hmm, way, but mm-hmm. she apologized to all the parents out there who have had to listen to the songs on repeat for the last year because she was unaware that it would be that big. Of course, every director, every every director, every musician, songwriter, they wish that those that they get that big, but they're never expecting it to get that big. So you know, she she jokingly apologized and said that she never meant it to be something that would overtake everybody's life. I never and, meant to hurt anybody. But I mean, my kids sing those songs all the time. So I'm I'm right in the same boat. Yeah, sometimes the movie's else. not even playing, and they're just singing oh, the song. Yeah, you've witnessed that. They <laughs> yeah. just they just break out and they recreate the whole movie. Yep, which yeah. is cute. And I love it, but ah, oh, I tell you, they. I'm ready for a new Disney movie. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for this one to just go away and find a different one, and I doubt anytime soon there will be another one quite as as fantastic as this one. So. Yeah, that, the next movie has uh, some big shoes to fill. And well, the next the next but, movie, you know, was technically, Disney's always up for the challenge. Technically, the next one was Big Hero Six, and that was for a different demographic. So. That's true. But that was Pixar, though.
0: Mm-mm. What is
1: wrong with me? What is wrong with you? That was also Disney Animation. Everything's Animated Pixar. Studios. Just because John Lasseter is now the head of all of Disney Animation doesn't mean that he everything is Pixar now. Right. Uh, the next Pixar movie is uh, oh my goodness, I don't even know. Uh, emotion, not emotion. I forget what it's called. It's about the emotion in your head. Yes, yeah, which. Looks good. Great voice cast. Yeah, uh, Amy Poehler I think's
0: in it. Bill Hader. Bill and... Hader. Yeah, it so looks. It looks. It looks like it, it could, could be good. very
1: Interesting. It's something fresh that Pixar needs to do because they've been doing sequels and prequels for a while. Right. Now. And, and uh, for
0: for me, uh, I, I'm going to withhold judgment uh, for every Pixar trailer I see from now on because I saw the Incredibles trailer and I thought to myself, that looks really stupid. And where he's trying. Fin- where he's trying to fatten the, the belt, uh, fasten the belt yeah. buckle, but he can't because he's too fat. He's this old retired superhero, and it's just. That looks stupid, and you know, from that little bit, I just made up my mind, and then I went and saw the movie. And it is it is my favorite Pixar movie it's, to it's date. A, it's a very good it's movie. It's a fantastic movie, and uh, the rumblings of a sequel are out. Uh, Brad Bird, we don't know if he's yeah. gonna do it or not, and I, I hope he is someday. Everybody, he 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 doesn't want to make a sequel, you know, bless him, because he doesn't want it to be bad. Mm-hmm. So we know if it comes out, he we know that he's really. You know, spent time. I think I think, I think
1: the bad guy in the movie, the Jason Lee's character, was by far. I mean, you can't really oh, top fantastic. that. No, that, that's no. part of the issue is you don't want to take away from that. The, the only
0: thing I could think of happening would be like Jack Jack going rogue and getting some bad advice, and since he's so powerful, they would have problems trying to take him down. Or the family itself just gets fed up working together, and then then you know they spend the movie trying you know coming mm-hmm. back together. You know, th- those are my two quick.
1: Yeah, the know. second one, they're and I mean they're both Lots. superhero cliches, so they would work. Then you know, right, right. You know, that's it, what works. It's, it's a proven method. It's yeah. not that you're. It gives, it, it adds drama. It and yeah. You know, builds a story, character, blah blah blah. So, to the list. To the list. To the list. For this list, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, take it. Take it with a grain of salt. Don't. Don't take us seriously for this list. This isn't a good movie. This. This is not even a movie. It's. It's an abomination. It, and. <laughs> we would be so fortunate to have this not in our lives unfortunately we have it it is in our lives but fortunately we can make fun of it and george lucas is willing to make fun of it too because he knows how terrible it is yes he does so we we are perfectly okay with you know ripping the hell out of this special because it's very special
0: yeah it really is it was made specifically to keep star wars in the minds of young folk so they would just remember to go out and buy toys that's really all this that's really all this was for. It's just to capitalize on the popularity of Star Wars. It came out This was made in 1978, yeah. which is the winter after mm-hmm. Star Wars came out. The year after Star yeah, the Wars year came after. out. It came out in May. They waited out they waited that whole year and then came back around in 78 and put this heap together. With, if, I mean, the, the original
1: concept and maybe it was sold incorrectly to Lucas and what they were doing, but it was sold as a variety show. Yes, yes it was. And and, and and they gave them full rights to the characters, which I think was the problem. Right. Because they basically said you can use all the Star Wars characters in any way that you would like for this variety show. And and I think that was the problem because it was written by a bunch of variety show people, which is why it's sectioned off so terribly the way it yes, is. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But it there's just so much wrong with it. Even for a variety show, it it's so across the board. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're gonna go through and we're gonna give you the the sweet twelve moments. Of the Star Wars Holiday Special. And we're going to start off right away with number 12. Okay, and now number 12 we have
0: is... Starting off at number 12. Starting off at number 12 is the stock footage. The the great use of stock footage for those who have seen the original Star Wars and then the Holiday Special. They were pretty much... You know, when pressed it, for time, and they had no money for this, so they they just took stock footage from the original Star Wars and they just throw it on there when the Millennium Falcon was flying around, when Darth Vader's walking down the Death Star with someone who opposed, apparently died in the Death Star, but they didn't care, they just threw the guy mm-hmm. in there anyway and just you go
1: with it. Yeah, they it, it left it left a lot to, I guess, to not be imagined because you're 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 watching that and thinking, oh, I remember seeing that in the movie. Why yeah. are they? And doing then, the exact but then same they thing? show the
0: same stock footage again and again yeah. and again.
1: It just got it got so tired, and you knew that the people,
0: as soon as you saw the stock footage, they had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to throw this in there. It'll be fine. And we're going to throw it in there again. Yeah. And then just for good measure, we're going to throw it in there a 13th time.
1: I mean, and there was such a stark contrast. I mean, the stock footage, I understand, is built with a higher quality, but the, the, the stuff that they filmed for the special just looked awful. Like, it was yeah. so low quality, of the sets and, yes. and everything. Yeah. And that's part of the big difference on it. So. Yes. That's, that was it was pretty bad. It was really bad. So that number 12 is kind of a short one, but it, it's memorable just because... It, just because of how bad it it's looked. A, it's, it's pretty much the the best part going for the original stuff of the Star Wars. Yes. I mean, yes. it's sad when you think about it. They had to use old, they had to use old stock it's footage. It's like the stock footage was
0: recorded and re-recorded like 48 times on a VHS, and then they put
1: it back and in. And it's still better than, than anything else as far as original Star Wars material, because we'll get to the, some of the characters later. It right. just... Ugh. Which are horrible. Number eleven. Um, this is one that I caught when I watched it today, and we kind of changed the list around a little bit. But I thought it was just hilarious. scene as they probably used a child actor for this, and if did. not, they used uh, you know someone else. But uh, the Chewbacca's son. Yes, Chewbacca has a son. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Uh, named named a Lumpy. <laughs> um, there's there are many scenes in this where the Lumpy character commits a cinema faux pas by breaking the fourth wall, and it's pretty much at all the best times in the movie. And by best, I mean the worst times in the movie. Or the times where they're just... Like, they know that this this is just shit, and they're just going to play with you on it. Right. So the most memorable one that I have is there's a scene in the middle where he's going to be watching, uh, like, a short video. Part you know, part of the variety shows there's different sequences and scenes. And so he turns on this googly, laptop-ish, kind of portable DVD player thing, whatever they had in the Nightmare you known Star Wars, and he looks directly at the camera and gives this really... Kind of coy smile, like you're still watching this, aren't you? And then goes to proceeds to, <laughs> to 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 watch this this animated short, which is probably the best part of of the whole uh, animated or the whole special is this animated scene. But he looks at you when before it starts, and then he looks at you again when it, when it's over, and it, it's just it's this weird sequence where it's like we're being <laughs> I played. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, this is the best part of the movie that you're ever gonna watch, and it, it he does it. There are other times too, and it just. It bothers me because I don't, obviously they were pressed for time, but isn't Acting 101 to not look at the camera? I, th- yeah. I think any acting class you take says, don't look at the camera, you know, and I mean, and there are there are place shows and people who can do it correctly when the show calls for it or when the movie calls for it, but not when you're just kind of in the middle of the scene here and I'm just going to start staring at the camera and give you a smile before I continue to do crap work. So that was number 11 uh, for me.
0: Uh, number 10 now is the Wilhelm scream. Which, for any Star Wars fan or any any, moviegoer any, any movie, goer lately fan. now, the the scream is everywhere. It's the same scream you hear over and over again. And I wish we had an audio clip that could. Play. I,
1: I'll 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 play one over it. Okay. I can because it's it's stock audio, but yeah, I'll play the Wilhelm scream for you right now. And you're just gonna realize how silly that would sound in the middle of a Star Wars holiday, especially where the stormtrooper falls six feet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He could be up higher. Isn't that big tree? But yeah, but he. Fort. But he doesn't fall down to the. He doesn't fall to the bottom of the tree. He falls to the bottom floor. So it's like a loft. Oh, I see. He gets see what pushed off the yeah, loft onto yeah, yeah, yeah. the bottom floor. And he's dead. Yeah. He gets pushed off the loft, a six foot loft, and he's dead. Yeah. yeah. There's no. There's no gun blasts or anything. No. Yeah. Because and they just threw him off. They must not have had the special effects guy on there for that. So they. So they did. Well, they did, They did a Wilhelm scream because you can only have the Wilhelm scream when it's a dying character. Exactly. So. So uh, you, you'll know how ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> yes. W- when you hear that, um, but yeah, it, that's just again, that's just really, that's just really an awkward thing to have in the middle of a Star Wars of a holiday special. Right. So Ex- exactly, someone someone dead in the holiday special. That's yeah, that's how it goes. Do you do you want to take number nine, or do you want me to go ahead and do number nine? You can go ahead. All right. So number nine, um, for those of you who've heard uh, Princess Leia speak. I mean, back in the '70s, she she had an okay voice. I mean, it wasn't wasn't anything to write home about. It wasn't one that you would you know, close your eyes and and experience her, as we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah. But but she ends up they they somehow end up all on Kashik. It's never explained. No, they, they all somehow end at up at the end. They're at just, the they're end, just they're, there. They're celebrating Life Day and she starts singing a song about life day to the tune of star wars the and it's star wars awful theme. it's just they slowed it down it's like this very instrumental yes, very she's out instrumental. of tune of course a little yes. bit out of tune but yes. she's not actually hitting
0: with this glassy-eyed look over her she's just she just shut her brain off and just let her
1: mouth just sing the words it it was pretty bad and and she's not the worst of the singing in this in this special no. but no. but but she's definitely Memorable because it's a slowed down version of... Of the
0: Star Wars theme. Of the theme. Star
1: Wars theme. Like the, uh... Not the... I guess it is the Star Wars theme. I was, I'm thinking it's more like the metal ceremony theme, but they're one in oh, the same. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially much. the same. Mm-hmm. Um, But that, yeah. So she sings that about Life Day to Chewie, who, to Chewbacca, who's, who's and this, wearing... And, a, and the family. And then they have
0: like these big robes red, on all red of Red
1: robes. I mean, Chewbacca doesn't wear any clothes. Nobody wears clothes. No. That's a Wookiee. And then they have these big red monk-like robes on for celebrating life day and it's just he looks silly because he's just got this you know head thing here floating around um uh, and and what's nice about carrie fisher singing poorly is it transitions right into number eight <laughs> with b with arthur singing even worse singing even worse a song that's been slowed down of the canteen theme yes the cantina theme yeah so yeah. like oh it's just again, again, it's a variety show, so we understand that there's got to be some song. Yes. In a, in a variety show, but could you not have picked two better people to sing <laughs> than B. Arthur? And if anybody knows who B. Arthur is, I believe she's she has to be dead. now. She is. She died okay. in two thousand nine. Okay. Unfortunately. Okay. Thank you for checking. That. Rest yeah. in, rest in peace and pieces. Yeah. Exactly. She was cremated, so I can say rest in peace and pieces. And so when she when she sings, she's got this gravelly voice. This. Old, and she was an older woman at the time. Yeah, she would have been. She would have been in her late. She would have been late fifties mm-hmm. at the time.
0: So she, you know, she just still, you know, she didn't have that young voice like Carrie had. Not to say that that was any better, but then she comes in and starts singing these drunks out of her bar. It was closing time in the. It, was, but it bar. wasn't even
1: closing time. She's the worst bartender in the world. She just wanted them to leave. So Tatooine imposes a curfew because oh, there's, rebe- there's okay. rebels. Yes, who are apparently there's rebels in tatooine so so the setup is piss poor so the setup goes that they turn on this show about tatooine to make everybody else feel better about themselves because tatooine is such a shithole yes so they turn on this the the, the imperial the, the empire turns on this broadcast about this unedited show to make yourself feel better about about who you are so they show this this unedited unscripted show And then there's another Imperial line within the Imperial show about how there's now a curfew in Tatooine and how everybody's got to go home. And instead of like a good bartender letting them all stay around and drinking more stuff, she wants them to get the hell out of her bar. And so she entices them to get out of her bar by singing the worst song possible and giving them free drinks. Yeah. And then they all just and they party, out the door and they party on out as she sings them away, and, and then she gets sad about people leaving. And it's like, what the hell, it's, B Arthur? Well, that's one hell of a way to get people to leave, though. As but soon as B why Arthur are you, opens her big yap. But she wants them to leave, and then she's sad that they left. Well, that's just
0: the and that's the writing and it's the awful just, premise that we're talking about. Come on, the, 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 the movie special made absolutely yeah. no sense.
1: It it, it was, ugh. I mean, I understand that there's a quota for famous people that weren't Star Wars characters at the time, and we're gonna get to the last of them uh and coming next, up here next actually couple of, next couple of bullets yeah uh but it's it's just i mean come on if you're gonna cast b arthur don't make her sing and don't make her a bartender in tatooine no I mean, there, there are much better things she could have been the original mon motha for all i care yeah it would have been better than than some creepy bartender feeding drinks out of people's heads for a song that they had to make up yes oh no all right you want to go ahead and do number seven then yeah we just yeah oh, just the the character
0: yeah. i suppose Number seven was Art Carney's delivery, and for those of you who know Art Carney, he's just this old comic from back in the day. He was in the Honeymooners. In the Honeymooners, and and he had this really great delivery where he would just kind of stutter through, and and I don't want to say like Bob Newhart, but in a different way, you know, he would stutter to kind of
1: rip, it try very st- try and bring his. It was a staccato delivery. to
0: to. to you know, the yeah,
1: it it was a very staccato like delivery, mm-hmm. um, and he wasn't like he wouldn't stumble over his words, but he he was a quick talker, so he would say more words than what were needed, exactly, uh, or he would stop saying words and stutter over partial words to form the the coherent sentence. Yes, as a much better, name. and <laughs> and in and, and in the Star Wars holiday special, he was just that as a traitor on Kashyyyk, mm-hmm. um, but he was a very pervy, very <laughs> gross. Kind of carny art, he literally was yeah. a carny, yeah. And, and Jack of all
0: trades, he had an answer for
1: this and an answer for that. And you always got to keep your identification with you because you never know when it'll come in handy. And <laughs> that's he's... why I always keep mine with me right here. And he's trying to sell them random doodads, yeah. I mean, he's working yeah. for the Alliance, so I mean, I but he's, he's
0: undercover, the Imperials don't know that he's working for the yeah. Alliance,
1: which is the huge twist. So he's he's like undercover, everybody loves that. But yeah. Art Carney. <laughs> So you know he has people come into his shop and he's trying to sell them random shit like uh, ID badge holders and mm-hmm. tiny pocket aquariums and and then he comes over to Chewbacca's family's house because the, the story focuses on Chewbacca's family, of course, and he brings over uh, he brings over toys or presents, life day presents for uh, for the three family members. He brings over. Um, I don't remember what he brings over anymore. It's not important what he brings over. But he gives the present to the little kid Lumpy and then wants Lumpy to give him a kiss. So he kinda gets a nice you know, he he's like, You hey, here's my kiss and then he gets that gets that nice little kiss from the little one. And then Mala, who's the adult female Wookiee who is it Chewbacca's wife? Yeah. That's it, Chewbacca's they, they wife. They never say it, so I just assume yeah. that it was Chewbacca's wife. Uh he's he's he gets the present. She's like kinda says thank you, I guess, in a Wookiee form and he goes, Come on. What kind of a present is that? Come on, and she goes over and gives him a kiss. Like he didn't, we wouldn't leave until he got a kiss. And then he gives, uh, then he gives Grandpa Dad, Itchy something. Yeah. We'll get to that later because it, it's we don't it, have it, it's a variety show. Yes. it's just uh. it's a variety show. He gives him this one thing, and yes. it's just why? It's a, kids are watching. Kids are watching this. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, are, it's even worse than the stormtrooper falling to his death. Yes. from six feet.
1: And we've got other things that are worse than than. Than those other the kissing perverts. And, be, and before so.
0: before we move on to the next to number six, I, I just want to say that B. Arthur, Art Carney, and and the the person at number six, they're they're great comedians, they're great actors, and and I could understand why you would want to put them into a variety show mm-hmm. because everything that they've been in has been very memorable, and they've done a great job. Yeah, they're they're veterans. They 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 put them on there for a reason to help carry this yeah. show, and I could I totally understand the decision to put these people. Into the special. If mm-hmm. they were supposed to be there to help liven things up, they were memorable faces. Everybody knows B. Arthur. Everybody knows Art Carney. And at number six, everybody knows Harvey Korman uh, mm-hmm. from the Carol Burnett Show. Yeah. These were very big at the time. And so when you have Harvey Korman uh, coming in, he did three different um, characters in the the special. Mm-hmm. He did three,
1: and he's and he's very talented. I'm not yeah. saying that he's not. He he was only on. He was actually only ever in a scene with another character once. Correct. The other ones were pre-recorded. Right.
0: So he was never on set. He was on set with for, the Arthur for, with
1: the exception of that one time. Yeah, so so the first the first misuse of Harvey Korman yes. was at the beginning uh the Wookiee is trying to make supper. So she turns on on her awesome flat her ban- screen TV. Bans
0: surprise! Yes, they had flat screen. They, the 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 TVs or the monitors that they watched were like we would have today with a flat screen monitor, which I so thought was really funny. They called it back in seventy so, eight.
1: So she turns on this. She turns on this cooking show, and it's Harvey Corman and what I can only describe as the closest they could get to using blackface in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. As an alien with four arms teaching Mala how to cook. It was very, this, very
0: Julia Child.
1: Yeah, it, it just, it, it irks me thinking about it because it's all about, pre- like, whipping and, and... stir and mix and Get it in rhythm. Like you gotta do it in rhythm. You gotta do it in rhythm. We don't want to in lumps in our And then, our the, so she starts out, he, she, starts out with two hands. Yep. And then a third one comes in because apparently to make this recipe you need to stir it three times with three different arms. And then, then the cooking instructor's going to sneeze, and a fourth arm pops up with a with a With, a, with a handkerchief, yeah. And just, how, how can anybody cook with four arms? It's not very beneficial to anybody. And where was there ever a four-armed human, humanoid creature in any of the Star Wars?
0: Oh, they didn't care. They were, they were, I, they I were know, taking but artistic liberties and just uh, doing whatever they wanted.
1: So that was the first misuse of Harvey Korman. The second misuse is another instructional video. This time... Uh after the imperial stormtroopers destroy Lumpy's room looking for something looking for for traces of the republic I guess or the, yeah, the rebels they hide in
0: in a 6-year-old wookiee's room.
1: Uh the toys are all destroyed. So he puts in this instructional video on how to I think make 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 the toy again. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the worst instructional video ever. It just reminds ki- children how they're... Starring Harvey Corman, or in this case Troy McClure. Yeah, it was and it was uh, like a robot type version of it or something because it kept stuttering. Kept stuttering and breaking down mm-hmm. and and they didn't get through any of the creating of, of the toy itself. He and you
0: But you have to watch this.
1: This is what's wrong with the special.
0: They put this instructional video on of how to create this toy, and then they make you watch it. And you don't even how create to the build toy. Something.
1: You don't even have anything to create this toy with. He pulls out like a bag of tools, and he's he says, save the bag, because you'll never... It's like teaching kids how to build stuff. It's,
0: and, you, and the viewer at home is sitting there watching, going, I have to watch someone. Put this together. And
1: you have no idea what
0: it is. No. They don't mention what it is. Oh. All they
1: do is to communicate with some yes, race yeah, of... Yeah. It's like, oh, your shit's broke? they're fix it. I'm going to show you how. This you should, It shouldn't break because so we make high quality things. But here's the instructional video. Yeah, in case we need to and, redo it. Which, and he comes through with a like, bag of tools and he puts the screwdriver to his chin and starts twisting it giving this little like... Pouty, pouty, pouty face, pouty 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 yeah. Like and then pulls it out. <laughs> boom, and then... What am I fixing? What the... What am I fixing? Somebody's chin? And so he she shows that there are like these he, and then he like scolds the kids. Make sure you call them what they are, electric modulators or something. Yeah. I don't remember what he says. Yeah, cuz um,
0: we must learn the names of our parts.
1: Yes. And so he talks about how there's 10,000 of them and each have a corresponding color. Ugh. And I was like 10,000 colors? Seriously? And you're watching. And he goes red goes the to red. Whole blue time. goes to blue and then he like starts to break down. Well, that's enough of that. Let's go to the last thing. Really? <laughs> really? this misses the whole thing. And you're still watching.
0: It's an instruct... They make you watch yeah. an instructional video.
1: It's just... Uh, it's, it's
0: so bad.
1: It, yeah, it's, it's so not. bad. And, and the third thing isn't as, quite as bad as instructional. Uh, an instructional person. It was an but. actual character. Which made it a little bit
0: better, kind of like the cooking person, even though that failed. But this failed also because again, there was no there was no good dialogue. He
1: he comes he becomes a, he's a tavern guy. The last part of this is a tavern guy who has the hots for B Arthur because she says like, uh, uh, come again, and like a, hope you had fun, come again. Something there's like six words that she says that he he just latches onto because he thinks that she's falling in love with him. So she brings him a flower and she's like, I don't have time for that. Have a drink. No, she was actually a good bartender at one point for like a minute. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And then he goes, I'll never forget those words, and I'll always have a place for you in my heart. And then she says it to somebody else, and then that's it. Exactly. He gets sad, puts his hood on, and leaves. And leaves. Yeah. It it just, come on. They could have, all three of these great comedian actors, they could have used them better, and they didn't. And it's it's, it's just. I think they hoped that they would just come in because they
0: were great comedic actors, and they Mm -hmm. think, oh, they'll just make stuff up and it'll be funny mm-hmm. and everybody's gonna love it but the problem was we've seen the script it's online yeah. every single thing that they say is scripted Yeah. there's very few ad-lib stuff they just go they follow the script they collected mm-hmm. their paycheck
1: and they left and it yeah it, it was really, I, I, got, I got nothing yeah. for that we're, we're gonna move on from uh, it's just frustrating we're gonna it's move weird. on from, from, from human actors for a bit we're gonna switch to uh, number five which is kind of a, a hidden gem because you can't really find it anymore
0: yeah, I don't think we found it in the
1: but it's, we found not it in the vers- one.
0: We found it in one copy.
1: yeah, not in the version that we have and it's on it's on YouTube. correct. Um, but there's one version of the video where the video starts out bef- the the recording starts out about three seconds, four seconds before the actual Star Wars holiday special starts. And it's the ending of like a news teaser for the ten o'clock news, right. And the newscaster in this very straight face says, biting the frizzies at eleven. And that's it. It, That's it for the whole Mm -hmm. thing. And so you're kind of left wondering, what the hell is he talking about? Right, because it's just just part of the... It's the the last little bit of a bumper. Yeah. And obviously you don't need To lead in to
0: the holiday special. Yeah. If someone (laughs) recorded it, they put it on there, and they put the whole thing on there. So you get this little
1: uh, snippet fighting the Fridgeys at 11. And you never... I mean, you obviously never see the newscast. Exactly. And they've they've gone back and seen what it's about, and I think it was about hair. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But... It's just something that became so iconic because people would speculate, "What the hell are the frizzies?"
0: Yeah, the 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 bootleg copies of this got passed around between fans and non-fans because people just wanted to see a big heap. Mm-hmm. It was aired once; that was it. And so they saw this: the fighting the frizzies at eleven. I think it was from like St. Louis or Kansas City, some copy, something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember some, the, some the, specific. I remember some, the, yeah, I don't remember the. Urban it was for legend. Lo, it of was it. It. for local news. It was some some part of the some part of the of the country, and. The, it got passed around, and that's how everybody knows. Fighting the Frizzies at eleven. If you've seen the movie, uh, the one of the original ones has that little bumper in the in the intro before the intro. Excuse yeah. me.
1: And South uh, South Park picked it up for their holiday yes. special in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand when they did the Mr. Yeah, Hankey Mr. holiday pl- They had a, they had the little. Bumper they had a guy too. come in and go Fighting the Frizzies at eleven, and after after right right after each commercial break, they'd go The Frizzies at eleven, and then finally in the credits, they had him start fighting the Frizzies, and it was like some big bear or something just some big frizzled grizzly bear or something and now fighting the frizzies and then they start going and it was just and that was their own little their own little homage yeah i mean and that's just it's just one of those things that it's it's become you know urban legend to the point where there are copies out there without that and you're trying to figure out where you know where does this come from when somebody says that oh you heard that from south park well no it's not from south park it's it's from star wars yeah you're about 20 years behind on that one idiot all right, you want to do number four? Yeah, number four. Number four,
0: most memorable moment, was the first appearance of Kashik or Keshek, or however you pronounce it, which is the Wookiee homeworld, world, is where Chewbacca and his family are from. So it was something that I think Lucas originally wanted to have, was for in Return of the Jedi, was a planet of Wookiees, which <laughs> later got adapted into a planet of all Ewok. So he had this idea for a long time. To have It wasn't called uh, in the holiday special. It wasn't called Kashyyyk. It was like Kazoo or or something yeah, like that. Know. Some Naboo or some... <laughs> well, I don't think it was Naboo, some hopefully. Some bullshit like that. So he, he had this idea for a very long time mm-hmm. to then uh, go into a uh, uh, rough drafts of Return of the Jedi to have a planet of Wookiee to then change it to a planet of Ewok. So it's really... For the Star Wars nerds in us, it was very cool to see like, oh, this is what he meant. Mm-hmm. And even the little treehouse forts uh, that they show, kind of superimposed uh, in the special, do look a little bit like the drawings that they had on Kashyyyk uh, when you look at the Return of the Jedi and when you look at any other version of. Well, Kashyyyk, the the that, you know, that's kind of that that still takes. Uh, yeah, the re- well, know, the Revenge of the Sith has from and Yeah, and yes. Lumpy's in yes. Revenge of the Sith, so no, uh,
1: yes, he's one of the he's one of the. The people that Yoda talks to, Lumpy and Chewbacca are there. So he actually does go back and reference Lumpy. He does not. He does too. I'm looking look, that look, up. it up after. Um, but yeah, I mean, he keeps with Kashyyyk. It's been written in the lore. It's, can, you know, it's, it's you know, what, what canonical? canonical. Yeah, canonical. I don't know. I'll say canonical. Um, but it's just kind of neat to see Kashyyyk keep its original meanings too. Right. Um, maybe, it was, yeah, it would have been itchy, not Lumpy. Lumpy was not born yet. So it'd have been itchy. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Sorry, not lumpy. It would have been itchy with with Chewbacca and right. Kashyyyk and Episode Three because the the stormtroopers turn on him and Yoda has to leave quick. Right. Um. But yeah, that was that's kind of a uni- uh, unique thing about. It's one of the better moments of, of the holiday special. It is. It was.
0: It was very nice to see. You know, Wookie you know, the Wookiee homeworld, which you know I i never seen the the holiday special um, until. Mm-hmm. Until everything else came uh, out, <laughs> until, until it all came out, until it got big on the internet, and the riff tracks came out, which made me want to watch it even more. So, to see
1: you know this early uh, adaptation of it was was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, we'll move on from from Kashik, is a kind of a small one, but uh, number three, another small one, but another one that just kind of irked me, uh, and and Brian alike um, was was Mark Hamill in his in his setup. Now now to be fair, I I know very little about movies and tv stage theater whatever i know that that there's different types of makeup that you use for screen there's different types of makeup that you use for live action there's you know there's there's different makeups that you use and lighting and, the, and, and i understand if you're trying to rush this together that you may not double double check your work <laughs> or 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 look in the mirror or do makeup tests maybe they didn't do makeup tests i don't know Everybody else looked fine. But no. No, they didn't. He's just the most noticeable. Oh, maybe that's In it. comparison, he's... Okay, maybe that's Mark it. Hamill ends up looking more like Dorothy Hamill. <laughs> yes, yes. His hair is extra blonde. Extra blonde. And in bowl cut. In a bowl cut. His face is very tan. And he's got, you know, eyeliner on to accentuate the eyes. And he's just, he just looks like looks a He looks like big he has, lip, like, really dark lipstick on, He too. looks like he's a goober. Yeah, he does. And and it's just, the whole the whole Luke character was pretty much destroyed in this thing, because he's just oh, yeah. a happy, yeah. you know, and, and I've noticed one thing, that they didn't ever change their clothes, because they're all wearing the exact same outfit from the end of, uh, from the end of the movie.
0: No, no, Luke, Luke, in the beginning, he had his X-Wing uh, uniform on, his, yeah, then, his fighter pilot, and then at the end, he actually had his okay. lightsaber So uh, they did, so they did change. Yeah. so he
1: cha- he changed his clothes on the way. I guess. Yeah. But, like, Han's wearing his vest, as always. Leia's always. wearing his, her dress. Le- Leia's wearing her, no underwear dress. Exactly. And Chewie's obviously wearing his, uh, his bowcaster sash. Well, until the end when he puts his big monk robe on. I'm in. sure he's got the bowcaster sash on under the monk robe. Under, he never takes it off. He can't. He <laughs> needs ammo wherever he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably true. But it's just the makeup was so terrible. And it, Mark yeah. Hamill's was the worst. And It's it, it so shocking because when I was growing up, Luke Skywalker was my
0: favorite, favorite character in Star Wars. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. Everybody wanted to be Luke Skywalker. He was amazing. And then you're watching the special, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to, and they start going through, and it's, it's, you know, C-3PO, and Lumpy, and Itchy, and all of a sudden, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, and then he turns, you know, to the, to the camera for his introduction, and you're like, ah! And you screams because it's not, it's, it's not just, Mark Hamill. He just looks so different. He
1: does. You he thought they recast him. He's so youthful and, and girly, and it, it's just. Yeah, and effeminate, it really is. And yeah. just, I mean, even his dialogue, he didn't have much dialogue, but the dialogue no. he had was terrible. It was really bad. Like he's not like anybody's dialogue was fantastic. and no, you mean, would want to switch parts with anybody? He's trying to talk to the Wookiees, and of course, he doesn't speak Wookiee.
0: No one does, and they
1: all they all he sit there and they understand. just pretend like they understand what he's saying. He didn't though. He actually has R two with him though. R two didn't understand like, He doesn't understand R two no. in this. Oh, jeez. But he's he's like, what do you what do you want? And you're going, and he's like, what what? And then they show like a picture of Chewbacca, and yeah. he goes, oh, you want to talk about Chewbacca? <laughs> it's like, what the hell's going on here. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, and this this brings up another point that I, I caught while uh, watching the, just to show how bad the dialogue was. Um, in the beginning, where they have t- ten minutes of nothing but Wookiee grunting, and they don't give you subtitles. That's that's terrible too. That's not what I'm thinking <laughs> okay. of. Okay. Um, so Mark Hamill in that exchange with the Wookiees, he mm-hmm. says, um, he talks about how Chewie left a little bit ago. He should be there by now, but he's never missed the life day, so I wouldn't worry about him not being there on time. On time, okay. Maybe no more than 15 minutes later, Han says to Chewie, I shouldn't have expected this to be an easy trip to life day. It never has been. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch that. So, so, you got Luke saying here, oh, he's always on time. You don't have to worry about him being late. And Han saying, we're always late, essentially. Yeah. It's I mean, hard. It's hard to get you to life day. Damn it. I don't know why I keep doing it. Why do I keep, why do I keep thinking it's going to be an easy trip to life day? You're my slave for life. What am I carting exactly. your ass around for? It's just, it just bothered me because there's no continuity even in the dialogue. Right. So, that's not Mark Hamill, though. No. Um, I'm going to move on to number two. This one, I I would I was expecting us to probably talk about the bulk of number two, just because it is the the it's it's the worst part of it. I guess this is good. Number two, number one, we got the worst yeah. and the best. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, the no, by far the worst. Number two is is appalling yes. for 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 a, for a variety show on CBS primetime. Or ever. Or ever. I mean, it, it was on CBS primetime. It would maybe be appropriate on HBO. Yeah. Maybe. So we remember early. If, if you hearken back to number seven, we talked about Arkanee, mm-hmm. and he gave all the he he came to the the Wookiees to give presents. Um, he gave Mala something. He gave Lumpy something. And then Grandpa Itchy, he gave something. He says, "I got something very I special got something for you." Very
0: special, and kind with a wink and a little old so, man. So so he
1: brings a, yeah. pro, a he calls it a proton pack or a photon pack. Yes. Um, and he hooks it into this machine called the Mind Evaporator. And Art Carney, in his most pervy way possible, goes, "It's gonna do, it well. Well, I'll let you see what it's gonna do. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out. You'll Don't find worry. out." And then he goes, "Have a happy life day." And he goes, "No, and have a happy life day." <laughs> yeah. And then really, itchy puts really on the puts on this effect. this machine, and the first thing you see and hear, you hear this very lucid music, and you see these white semen-looking people dancing on screen, mm-hmm. and then you hear. <laughs> Uh, what's her name Diane Carroll yes you hear Diane Carroll start to kind of uh, kind of come together in this yeah. in this thing are you receiving me I'm receiving you and she talks about how in she's a very she, sensual voice in, the whole time in, in the most sensual of sensual voices talks mm-hmm. about how um, how she's being created with his mind because this is exactly what he wants to experience. Yes,
0: I'm created in your form or the form that you have bought me in or whatever. Yeah,
1: and with. it's, uh, are you excited? Because I'm excited. And it, oh, I can see you're very excited and they keep cutting back to Itchy <laughs> adjusting in his chair and like and the smiling his face. And his...
0: Yeah, love
1: it. <laughs> I'm just going to lay it out there. He <laughs> basically, itchy's in a sex machine right now. Yes. He's in a virtual reality sex machine <laughs> and he's got a fetish for black people. Yes. And it's, who, who sing him songs, yeah, as well. It, and it's a very it's a lucid dream mm-hmm. to to be completely blunt. It, exactly is it is the most disturbing thing, yes. that you would ever see on anything that's on national primetime television. And mm-hmm. this was in the seventies, in a kids ish kids ish thing yeah. for the family. It was a family thing. It, it was, yeah. yeah. It was a Star Wars, which you would never. How did anybody in the seventies not have a problem with this? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. It just it bothers me watching it now because I I skip forward through it again because it's, gross. it's just. It's just I don't ribbit. need to see it's this you... big hairy ape in a chair getting, getting, off his, to... getting his rocks off while he's watching Diane Carroll sing of a song. And I don't think she's wearing clothes. Uh, she's got the hat. She might be wearing like a silk skin. Maybe. Or not silk they skin. never it's show silk you. There's always like a cut. Yeah. It's, you know. She's wearing some headdress or something. Yeah. It's a cut of like her shoulders but off. That's the only thing you see. It's it's awful. It's... It... it I don't know. I, I, I'm at a loss for words on that because it is quite disturbing that that Art Carney would bring that over for Grandpa Itchy when there's kids around playing toys. And he just, the way he delivers and it, And they too. just
0: leave it. He's in the middle of the living room. It doesn't like he go into like uh-huh. some
1: secluded it's like sex closet or something.
0: He's in a living
1: room where everybody can just watch him. And But, I mean, they can't see what he's doing because it's in the mind evaporator, so it's, you know, it's being but projected. But he's not wearing any pants. No, he's not. Wookiees are down. <laughs> they're bare down there. Shut up. Yeah. So, it's just, it's bad. Yeah. Um... That is the worst part of the Star Wars special, and it's probably the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. I, and I, I kid I've seen some pretty bad stuff, but that's just, it leaves nothing to the imagination, no. and I, I'm scarred for watching it. <laughs> it's really bad. So that leaves us down, it counts us down to number one. Um, yes. This review 12 through 11, or 12 through 2 real quickly, I'll do it real, real fast here. Number 12 was the stock footage, we found that to be uh, a good use of stock footage, but that was about the only thing they had going for them, because the rest of it was pretty shoddy quality. Uh, number 11, Lumpy Breaking the Fourth Wall, um, young child actor, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt, but it was just at the most opportune times that you thought they were just kind of, you know, pulling one over you, pulling the, making you think that you're watching something the better. Uh, number 10 was Used to the Wilhelm Scream, and there it is again, so you can have it. Uh, number nine, uh, was Carrie Fisher and her singing, uh, I'm sorry, Carrie, I know that you don't like the way you sounded either, because you use it as a party gig to get people to leave. Yes um number eight was b arthur specifically her singing and her (laughs) shitty attempt to be a bartender uh number seven art carney uh love the guy i think he's still alive one of them is still alive him or corman are still alive Mm. but you you sick son of a bitch you (laughs) yeah number number six harvey corman um you could have done better not because of what you were given but they could have written you better uh number five fighting the frizzies i'll always love that and think of south park and and star wars Number four, Kashik um, used its canon, So, give it up to George Lucas for doing something right in this uh, in this special here. Uh, number three, uh, Dorothy Hamill. I mean Mark Hamill. In <laughs> uh, the makeup, makeup in general, but his specifically was, was really bad. Just I feel you know I feel bad for him too. I feel bad for everybody in this movie. It looks like the Matt Damon doll from Team he America. He does World look like, like Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, number two was uh, Grandpa Itchy's mind evaporator and or sex pod. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's terrible. <laughs> sex pod. I'm, and I'm then, then. It number one, I'll let Brian take this one because everybody seems to think this is the best part of the Star Wars Holiday special. I agree with it.
0: For, yeah, for those of you who have seen the special and everywhere on the internet, uh, we did a little research before we, we jumped into this. Everybody agrees that the number one most memorable and best moment from the special was the little cartoon that Lumpy turns on while the uh, Imperials are raiding his home. He turns it on so he doesn't you know have to deal with them. And it's, it's this cartoon featuring uh, Han Solo, R2-D2, Chewbacca, uh, C-3PO, I think the droids. Yeah, and Darth Vader's in it. Darth and... Vader, yep. And Boba Fett, which before this, no one knew who Boba Fett was. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't a character until 1980 on Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So this was, again, Lucas getting a little creative, developing this character. I don't Well, actually, I don't know if it was Lucas or not. Because this, this was done by a Canadian... Uh, 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 yeah, uh, a company that uh, drew and produced, and su- uh, supposedly he saw the dailies, so yeah. he may have he may have true. You may have okayed the on. character, or yeah. s- specifically said, "Hey, you got to make this character." But Boba Fett's in it, which is which is crazy because anybody who's anybody that likes Star Wars, one of their favorite characters is always Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Boba Fett. I think he's fantastic. Um, so it was really cool to see him in cartoon form, mm-hmm. and not to say just Boba Fett, but everyone else as well, because you you haven't seen those. Yeah, and he actually you know, you haven't seen anything like that before.
1: He actually has better
0: character development in this short than he does in the movies. Oh yeah. He's got he has line after line and you know, as opposed to Empire is as you wish. And that's so it. So he
1: so he's undercover essentially. He's trying to yeah. find out where the rebel base is, so he was hired right by by Darth Vader to to find Luke and Han and, and Chewbacca and all these things. And he, he he kinda takes Han for a ride a little bit, then he takes Luke for a ride mm-hmm. a little bit and getting them to find these things for him and then he's gonna turn their back on them. and uh, R2-D2 intercepts uh, a signal from Darth Vader about how I'm glad I picked you to do this because that's why you're the world's best bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And C-3PO sees it and then relays it to, to Luke. And then Chewie supposedly knew all along, but of course nobody speaks Wookiee, so they didn't know. But you know everything has to be Chewie-centric in this Life Day special. Exactly. So. But no, I mean, he actually gets lines. He gets character development. You yeah. find out that he's a bounty hunter, which is more than you get in Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. I exactly.
0: Mean, you... Yeah, they didn't really tell you. You don't even talk were...
1: about getting a bounty hunter. No, he no. just talked about how he wants Han alive. Yeah, to take him back to Jabba. No disintegrations.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, and I, I thought the the art, the 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 cartoon itself, it's very
1: unique. Looked very, very nice. It's very unique because it was very '70s art because the characters were exaggerated, but they looked still lifelike. Yeah. They weren't, you know, flat faced. They actually had some texture to them. Yeah, Chewie's was the only one I really had a big issue with, but I think there was a, a cartoon droids, and for a while
0: that uh, that they put out hmm. with starring 3po and uh, r2d2 and they look mm-hmm. fairly similar off of that but then i think they built everybody uh, kind of off that style and looked pretty good worked out well except for mm-hmm. chewy i didn't really care for chewy but boba fett was cool he had, he had his jetpack he looked just like he did in the movie yeah it
1: was just a copy paste from uh, the cartoon to throw him up onto the big mm, screen copy pasta copy pasta so that's our sweet 12 list of star wars holiday specials uh from the holiday special, I guess there weren't twelve specials because we would all. <laughs> oh God! I would, I would, I would probably retire from uh, watching movies if there were twelve specials. I wouldn't watch them all. That'd be I, terrible. Yeah, I, I don't think you could. Unless we did. You though. can't watch this one.
0: I've seen this one three times and I don't so, really care to see it again. No, even with the riff tracks, it's tough to get through.
1: Yeah, which makes it all the better, you know. And, and it's actually not that bad of a price to get the whole movie because it is. I mean, it's a, it's a it's it's not it's not like a, I mean, it's a legitimate copy if there's such a thing. But you get the movie end, you get the riff track. Yeah, They, very,
0: they don't. They don't do that a ton. So, when they, but when when they do, it's really nice.
1: But it it makes it so you don't have to go searching for it on a torrent or on YouTube or something. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, but it's it's if you didn't watch it before, I'm not gonna say shame on you because I. I it's really. We, it's, I think we kind of told you not to watch it because it is terrible. It is
0: bad. You're not. You're not really missing anything. But for anybody who likes Star Wars, it is. It is very. Um, what's the word? Deceiving, you think it's going to be good, it and is. it's just—it's just this horrible there, heap of garbage.
1: There's two camps out there. There's the camp that says you have to watch it because you're a Star Wars fan. Correct. And then there's the camp that says don't watch it, don't watch because it, because you're waste a Star your, Wars fan. Don't
0: waste your time. Exactly. It, it does—it ruins Star Wars so, for you a little bit. So, use
1: you take your own discretion.
0: Um. Yes. So now we can say Jar Jar Binks is not the worst thing that George Lucas has ever done. No. No, now it's the Star Wars although, Holiday Special. It,
1: although Jar Jar Binks is the reason that Emperor Palpatine is around, so that's true. Funny. That's true. He's Jar Jar Binks is the original reason because if there wasn't a Jar Jar Binks, there wouldn't be a Boba Fett, or not a Boba, Fett, there wouldn't be a Darth Vader. Yes. So yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, it is all still comes the worst back thing. to Jar Jar. It's kind of
0: Lucas's you know fu to the to the fans. You didn't like Jar yeah. Jar? Well, now he's the reason everything
1: happened. What do you think of him now? All right. When I move on to vault, sure. uh, vault for the week. Yeah. All right. All right, so this week's uh, this week. Oh my god, hold on.
0: Are you even recording?
1: Yeah, I'm recording. I just screwed that up. All right, so this week's episode from the vault is going to be another holiday special, but this one a little bit more uh, obtainable. You <laughs> don't, have to, you don't have We're going to gonna make
0: th- sure you get in the Christmas spirit by
1: shoving crisps down your throat. This will be the last uh, holiday themed anything for this podcast for the year, I promise. Um, but this one's a little bit more accessible for anybody if you have Netflix. Or, beautiful beautiful Netflix or if you have YouTube it's not gonna be in it might be in parts on YouTube but Netflix <laughs> definitely has it um we're gonna talk about the Futurama episode we uh, we do encourage you to watch Futurama's season two episode 8 Xmas story yes um it's probably one of my favorite holiday themed episodes of any of any TV show um, and that's one of my favorite lines in the whole in the whole series. It's not even really a line. It's it's
0: just this. It's this tiny little bit he's in the episode talking to I, the bird.
1: Yeah, and he's talking to the bird, and it's so awesome. Um, but it's just the story of F- Fry's first Xmas or first Christmas away from from his family, and how things are drastically different in the future. Um, but it has a guest appearance by both Conan O'Brien and John Goodman. It's the only appearance of John Goodman in the show, and probably the only Conan appearance too. I don't
0: think he's in another episode.
1: Um, John, uh, Conan plays himself, and uh, John Goodman plays Santa Claus. So. Ho, ho, ho for that. Uh, but definitely take ahead and go ahead and watch that. Um, we actually did watch it just because we wanted to get into the spirit of it. And I'm probably going to watch it again as well. It's such it's such a great episode. It's really one of my favorites.
0: The it, it, Again, it kind of encompasses you into the Christmas spirit, but in a totally different <laughs> way uh, in this uh, particular episode. Or this show, I should say, Santa Claus. Uh, they are, they have more episodes as the series goes on. Uh, but Santa Claus is a, is a murdering maniac. Uh, he was built as a robot, and by a programming error, judges everyone to be naughty. Uh, naughty by default, and just goes around and kills everybody. And so it's it's really kind of a a, a fun little twist on Santa Claus, um, for all of you, uh, masochists out there who love a good slaughtering during the holidays. You
1: mean Santakists? Santakists, yes, exactly. Uh, Pun. So um, otherwise, that's gonna do it for this week. Um, we haven't quite decided on a topic for next week, so it'll be a surprise. We'll tweet out. Probably some hints here or there of what it's going to be. but To all of our followers out yes. there. So, uh, again, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, we hope to see you next week. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. Uh, take it easy.
0: This has been another episode of Sweet 12 from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goble. Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors, you can find us on Twitter at Sweet12 and on Facebook at Sweet12Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.